Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open. All desires known and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, you have taught us to keep all your commandments by loving you and our neighbor. Grant us the grace of your Holy Spirit that we may be devoted to you with our whole heart and united to one another with pure affection. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the second book of Samuel. All the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Look, we are your bone and flesh. For some time, while Saul was king over us, it was you who led us out of Israel and brought it in. The Lord said to you, It is you who shall be shepherd of my people Israel, you who shall be ruled ruler over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed King David, David king, over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned for 40 years. At Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and at Jerusalem he reigned over all of Israel and Judah 33 years. David occupied the stronghold and named it the city of David. David built the city all around from Milo inward, and David became greater and greater, for the Lord, the God of hosts, was with him. The word of the Lord.
A reading from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. I know a person in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that such a person, whether in or out of the body, I do not know. God knows was caught up into paradise and heard things that are not to be told, that no mortal is permitted to repeat. On behalf of such a one, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast, except of my weakness. But if I wish to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it, so that no one may think better of me than what is seen in me or heard from me, even considering the exceptional character of the revelations. Therefore, to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then... I am strong. The word of the Lord.
Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. They said, Where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power have been done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James and Josie and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor except in their hometown and among their own kin, and in their own house. And he could do no deed of power there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then he went about among the villages teaching. He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two, and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you as you leave, Shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. The Gospel of the Lord. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If any place will not welcome you, and they refuse to hear you, as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. Today's Gospel reading describes Jesus going to the temple to pray on the Sabbath. He stands up and begins to read the words of Isaiah. And before you know it, 
His people are whispering and questioning not only his authority, but also his wisdom. These are the people he grew up with, who knows him and his family, and how do they respond? They're scandalized. Hey, isn't this Joseph and Mary's boy? What does he know? Who does he think he is? Who do you think you are? Is one of the most enduring phrases from childhood. We use it to put people down, to rein people in when we think they're starting to think too highly of themselves, when they start getting too big for their britches. Everyone thought Ezekiel and the other prophets had a lot of nerve saying they spoke for God. And the people of Jesus' hometown knew for certain that he was getting too big for his britches, coming home and preaching to them that way. We have not changed much over the centuries. Human nature being what it is, we don't care much for people who think they have a corner on the truth or they know God's will. Very often, our suspicion and skepticism is important. There are just too many instances of people being led astray by self-proclaimed experts and zealots, usually with very bad results. We're right to be careful, to be skeptical. It can be dangerous not to be. But then, how do we determine who is speaking the truth? How do we discern the real prophets from the fakes? It can be very difficult. We let our prejudices get in the way. We expect people to fit a certain mold, to look and sound a certain way, to be of a certain social status. But all through the Bible, we read of God using the least expected people to do his work. And very often, the people involved weren't too happy about it. Moses said he was not eloquent, that he was slow of speech. Oh, my Lord, please send someone else. Jeremiah said, Ah, oh, Lord God, truly, I do not know how to speak, for I'm only a boy. Nobody with any sense wants this job. But God says again and again, don't be afraid, I'll tell you what to say.
So who is telling us what we want to hear? Or what they want us to hear? And who is telling us the truth? In his second letter to the Corinthians, Paul says he will not boast of what he has seen and heard, so that no one may think better of me than what is seen in me or heard from me. Paul wants people to see and hear Christ in him, not Paul. This is one way of determining if someone is telling the truth, if it is for self-aggrandizement, for gathering power and attention, for promoting personal beliefs, then it is best to be skeptical. Very often, the truth comes from the sources we least expect. Very often, the truth is inconvenient. In our culture, the truth has become less important than what sells, than tweets, sound bites, and twisted rhetoric used to push a certain point of view. We're not certain who to believe. The truth disrupts our carefully designed constructs, our carefully guarded prejudices, our convenient belief systems. No wonder we cry, who do you think you are? The truth can threaten the very foundations upon which we have built our assumptions about other people, about systems of governance, about everything. We all have prejudices and assumptions that get us through the day. Look at our world. Here we are, still fighting wars and practicing genocide across the world. But life in Christ is life in truth. Who is speaking the truth to you today? And how are you called to speak the truth? When and what do we hear or refuse to hear, speak, or refuse to speak? We often confuse speaking the truth with judging others. Paul's phrase, speak the truth in love, has been sadly misused over the centuries, used by people to say anything they want under the guise of truth. But what if speaking the truth starts with telling the truth to ourselves, with heeding the steel small voice in our hearts. We may not be all called as prophets to the nations, but we are called to discern the truth, to listen to the truth, to speak the truth. It starts with deconstructing our own carefully built walls of convenient assumptions and half-truths. Once we begin to tell the truth to ourselves, 
we will be better able to hear the word of the Lord all around us. So let me close with this Franciscan benediction. May God bless us with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships, so that we may live deep within our hearts. May God bless us with anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of people, so that we may work for economic justice for all people. May God bless us with tears to shed for those who suffer from pain, hunger, hopelessness, and rejection, so that we may reach out our hand to comfort them and to turn their pain into joy. And may God bless us with enough foolishness to believe that we can make a difference in the world so that we can do what others claim cannot be done. Amen. Eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We pray for the church and the world. Gracious God, Lord, your house is a house of prayer for all peoples, all outcasts, and all who love your name. Reach into our hearts and focus our attention on this central mission of your gospel. 
Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. You asked us to maintain justice and do what is right, that all nations may know peace. We pray for all living in places of war and unrest. Uphold our leaders to strive to work together for the good of all. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Open our hearts to the visitors among us and to their gifts and questions. Fill them with your welcoming presence. Watch over those who are away and bring them safely home, especially those attending the Episcopal Church General Convention in Austin. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Shine your face upon those in need of healing for our bodies, our minds, and spirits. Strengthen our faith and fill us with hope as we humbly kneel before you. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for all who have died and commend them into God's eternal care. We give thanks for their presence among us and all that they have taught us in your name. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Holy God, in your word, you have given us a vision of that holy city where the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. We especially remember before you all poor and neglected persons it would be easy for us to forget. The homeless and the destitute, the old and the sick, and all who have none to care for them. That among all the changes and chances of this mortal life, we may ever be defended by your gracious and ready help. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways through the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Good morning, please be seated. Welcome to St. John's on this beautiful summer morning. Uh, after the heat wave, but this is something that we really can enjoy and appreciate. Good news, our six missioners and the adult chaperones got back a little bit after midnight uh, last night, early this morning, and we thank God for their safe return. The first thing that Teddy Babbitt said is, I'm going back next year. So I think it was uh, a wonderful uh, opportunity for them and experience. So you'll be hearing more from them and they'll be doing a faith forum in the fall to share uh, exactly what they did and pictures and so forth. Also, I want to ask uh, Bill, where's Bill? He's going to tell us uh, a little bit about what's going on with our community garden. We've actually started harvesting, which is exciting. And so uh, we had our first harvest, so I'm going to let Bill say something it's about amazing it. amazing how much has grown in that garden in the just really quite few weeks since we planted it. Uh, how many of you were out there when we had the blessing back in June? And it was just nothing. And now it's, it's filled with vegetables. And we had our first uh, offering of the produce of the garden to our neighbors this past Tuesday uh, in the morning. And what we had to give away was bok choy and chard and um, kale, lots of kale. Uh, it was a very, very interesting experience. We had a stand out on Farmington Avenue and it said, God's Garden, free vegetables, Tuesday morning. And I thought it was just a marvelous experience. I was really uplifted by it. I thought it was a wonderful opportunity to meet people who live in the neighborhood. And I learned a number of things. One is, at least the people I met, maybe 10 to 12 people in the course of the morning, most of them had English as a second language. So this just gives you some idea of who lives around here. Uh, the other is that most people were really surprised, uh, A, at the, the offer of free vegetables, but also that there was somebody from that building that came out and was talking to them. So I, I actually went up to people on the street because we weren't getting many customers coming over to the stand. I think people didn't know what we were about. So I went right up to them and I said, hi. And I said, I'm from that church over there and we have a community garden. We're growing vegetables to share with our neighbors. I assume you're one of our neighbors and I'd love to give you uh, the vegetables that we have today, this bok choy or kale. And they were surprised. Uh, a, if, a, if they were free, but also that somebody was talking to them. And that tells you something, that for the size of the building here, I think for most of the people that walk up and down the street, they just don't relate to this place. So this community garden and that vegetable stand gives us a great opportunity to actually get to know our neighbors and have them get to know us, not as a pile of stones, but as a community of people. So we need your help with this. Uh, we're gonna continue on Tuesday mornings through the summer. If you would like to help on Tuesday morning, there's a sign-up sheet that's out in Hubbard Hall, uh, or you can call up the church office. And there are two ways you can help. You can come at about nine o'clock in the morning and harvest vegetables. We start the stand at 10. If you wanna be one of the people that mans the stand, you can do that too. So uh, please help with this, and I think you will find it, as I did, 
uh, a really exciting experience. I'm committed to doing it uh, on Tuesday mornings, at least through the rest of the month. And I hope you'll consider it yourself. Thank you. Thank you to Bill. Right now, it's always hard to say goodbye to people who are leaving. And so I want to ask Vic to come forward, please. Vic is our last member of St. Paul's Congregation of the Deaf. And we have essentially closed down that ministry and uh, time marches on. And sometimes that means a ministry, it's time to let it go. And so we have done that. And uh, so Vic is moving to Pennsylvania. This is her last Sunday. And so I want to give you a big hand. She has also been singing, signing in our choir for the last two, two years, I think. Uh, so we're going to miss you a great deal. But thank you for your presence. So I want to give you a blessing as you go. Okay? The Lord be with you. Gracious and loving God, with you, you thanks for the life of Vic for her time here, member of St. Paul's Congregation of the Deaf, and for her time here as a member of St. John's, as a participant in the choir, and mostly for your graceful presence here. God bless you this day and all the days of your life and all that you have ahead of you as you move from here to Pennsylvania. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We love you. We will miss you. Thank you. As Walter said so beautifully in his sermon, we are called to speak the truth. And one truth we know that we can rely on, we can stake our lives on, that we are truly welcome to the table. The table set before us, with the wine and the bread, the body and blood of Christ, to uphold us and sustain us, because we are truly the children of God, the beloved of God. So wherever you are in your life, whatever you're struggling with, maybe you're celebrating something, know that you're welcome to come forward to receive the sacraments. Also, we will have a healing minister present at the font, so if you'd like a blessing, a prayer for yourself or for someone else, please feel free to come forward and receive that. So walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. For you are the source of light and life. You made us in your image and called us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. become subject to evil and death. You in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. When he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. When he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension. 
we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you.